Welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The Average, a podcast where four average guys with no experience or qualifications whatsoever tell you what movies are good, bad or average on readily available streaming services. We're here with me, Yanni, we've got Ben Watts, hey. Ben Sangiorgio, what's going on? And Leighton. Yo. Alright. Let's get into it, eh? Um, I think we've got some important news, don't we, Ben? Yes, I just wanted to start off, say it's a massive week for Marvel fans, um, us all being huge Marvel fanatics, with the um, release of the Far From Home trailer, Spider-Man. Looks absolutely amazing, don't you guys agree? Oh, yeah. Very, 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 um, very good, very, very good. excited. As massive Marvel fans, uh, we're looking into making a segment on this show further down the track, um, a Marvel Madness section, segment, um, sorry, um in the build-up to the release of the movie, so hopefully that's something you guys can be keen for. Um, we'll definitely be doing a lot of Marvel films, and yeah, just uh, climbing, no, building the stoke levels for this new movie. Yeah, for sure, building, and definitely climbing um, the stoke levels. building, building the stoke levels, not climbing. stoke levels, nearly <laughs> at maximum capacity. <laughs> We're climbing them. We're climbing them. Yeah, definitely. Let us know which ones were your favourite Marvel movies, and maybe we can do a few of those as well um, for the lead-up. Beauty. Facts, facts, facts. But today we are we are watching. Uh, cue the drum roll. Yep. Um, we're watching The World's End. Yes. Uh, directed by Edgar Wright, uh, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Um, just a brief brief uh, plot outline. Good food, fine ales, total annihilation. Five friends who reunite in an attempt to top their epic pub crawl from 20 years earlier unwittingly become humankind's only hope for survival. Nice. Uh, so there you go. There you Labs, can I quickly butt in here? For sure. Look, I just want to get this out of the way. I've been thinking about this the whole time. I watched the movie. The Golden Mile is just a lesser version of pub golf. Something we do here. Um, yeah. I was thinking I just about that. to tuck that in real quick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So we've done it. We've done the Golden Mile. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if we could like make one. With pubs around Do here. Do a golden mile. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely be. That would have to look into that. Um, the good, the bad, the average takes on the golden mile. <laughs> and even... So we've got Simon Pegg and we've got Nick Frost. Um, we've also got another sort of standout uh, character, The Hobbit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Martin Hobbit. Freeman. Martin Freeman. Um, and... I think those three are like in all of them. Also, this is a part of a kind of a trilogy. The... Um, with the world's end, Hot Fuzz, and Shaun of the Dead, they don't lead like, on to um, each other though. They don't lead on to unofficial, each other. Not unofficial trilogy, but yeah. official. I think Edgar Wright calls it the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. So, and there you will see Cornettos appear um, in every single one of them. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you not know that, Yanni? No, because right at the end, I saw. I just thought it was yeah, funny, but yeah. yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and um, I actually watched all three of those today um, after watching The World's End this morning. You're just an overachiever, aren't you? If yeah, you're listening I to this, lads, up. can we just get a little uh, a little counter for how many times Leighton flexes? So I'm just going to say that's, that's number one. Yeah, yeah, I watched all three today. Um, <laughs> that's number one. I'm kind of a movie king, if you how will. Self, I don't really have much of a line. Can Leighton talk about himself in the space of I can hour. really just... <laughs> Anyway, yeah. on to the movie, on to the movie. Um, wait, 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 lads. What are you, what are you oh, talking I forgot, about? I forgot, I forgot. How and we've got to do this segment, especially because of this movie. Yes. What you drinking? What are you drinking? Um, All right. Yanni, start us off. All right. I'm drinking an Asahi. 
It's uh, it's nutty. It's foamy. It's hoppy. It's got a surprisingly fruity note that lingers on the tongue. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. No, nice. all, thank you. Thank you. It's not any of those things. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> it's actually a lager, not fruity at all. But it's yeah. I love lagers, and I really like this beer. It's one of my favorite beers. You should have left it at that, Yanni. You ruined uh, it. No, no. Yeah, I've got to talk. Can you truth. please edit this out? Oh, for please fuck's sake. Are we doing this again? Are we doing this. Again? Okay. Sweet. Yep. I'm gonna edit this out. It's gone. <laughs> no, it'd be funny if you kept it in. Okay. Um, cool. Yep. <laughs> I've got a uh, Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. Same um, as last week. The Pacific Gale is... No, I had a, actually a Bolt X oh, last time. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, the Harry Potter um, The Pacific Gale is cloudy and golden. <laughs> it's a dry hops to provide a big fruity aroma and a refreshing finish. Lovely. So, there you go. Ben Watts? Look, I'm going to say it's a massive improvement from the disgusting Mel- Melbourne Bitter <laughs> I uh, hypothetically drank last week. This week, I've got a Pirate Life Brewing South Coast Pale Ale. Delicious. Man, these go down a treat. Very easy, very fruity. Um, could definitely only have about four or five of them before you start getting over them, but they're great to start off your night, and I'm, I'm really liking it. Before we start seeing weird Ben Watts? I'm going to have to edit that out. Uh, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's no such thing as just, weird Just want to make it clear that I'm not weird when I'm just drunk. Make just want to make, just make, make that, that very clear. <laughs> yeah, See, right. Jojo? Um, I'm actually drinking a Furphy. It, um, wow. It's, we went from a Kasha project to first. Yes, I know. But uh, no, it's good. It's good. Um, it's subtle balance of hops and malt uh, with a fairly dry finish off a true refreshment. Um, ah, just reading, reading could, straight the, from the can there. But uh, <laughs> The question is, though, could you do 12 pints of it? Um, oh. Yeah. 12 pints, do you think? Hands whoops, down. Do you think Hands you easily. easily. Of a furphy. Yeah. Of a furphy. Um, I don't know, just twelve points in general. I honestly, I, I was I thinking could, about this during the movie. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's doable. It's doable. Yeah, it's doable. Sure. Depends in an amount of time. I, I reckon we've easily in our time had around twelve points and why not? Easily. Should yeah, we have twelve points tonight for the podcast? That's not. That's going to be a quick podcast. <laughs> I think we'll be asleep in twenty minutes. All right. So we're going to get into what we thought of the movie straight away with ratings and just like a basic you, gist of what we. Sorry, Yanni. Yeah. Did you want to do that now or at the end? Oh. Yeah, maybe we'll leave it for the end. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll suspense. Just in case. He's a bit excited. Actually. Um. No, actually, no. We'll do it now because then because last time we had a someone that changed their mind and mm. got it higher, so we can we can maybe get our thoughts at the beginning and then we'll get our thoughts again. At I the really end. want to know who this someone is. Is he is he in the in the podcast by any chance no no uh, he's not here there's this just week, no. an ignorant an ignorant movie watcher that came along last time and had um terrible criticism of a movie and then after hearing our enlightening podcast um which is on streaming services by the way um he changed his mind so yeah okay yeah well like you look yeah. like a dumb idiot so let's keep going yeah that's that's true can we count that as a number two because I think he was kind of pointing at himself for like I I was you know I think that's number two that's number two for the night oh damn it Um, alright do you want me to do you want me to start it off yeah San Jojo you kick it off Um, yeah look Edgar Wright has to be up there with uh, one of my favourite directors of all time he's just a genius the way he makes movies the way he writes them directs them Um, and the cast he picks for his movies always just seem to be a standout um, he's just so smart with everything that he does, like so many intricate details. Um, so I'm going to have to put this movie, um, into the high good. Um, it's such a fun watch. Um, the whole time you're sitting down watching this movie, you're just cracking up. Um, 
I think it's great. I'm going to have to give it a four and a half out of five. All right. That's Sheesh. a good score. Sheesh. That's a great score. All right, Layden, what do you, what do you give it? I think, and this could get higher as we talk about it, but I, I would give it a, a four for now. Um, I think, yeah, it's very... It's, I, I also love Edgar Wright, and I love all of his films. I love how he combines uh, genres, um, action and comedy, and even just like the alien subgenre. Um, was really, was really, yeah, it was really good. I, I, I think he does that really well. Yeah, I and, think I'm actually, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I just enjoyed it. What yeah, do you think, Yanni? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very similar to you. I'm going to give it a four, and it could change. I don't think I'll go so high as a five, but it could could get half a point more. But yeah, I think we're I think we're all on the same page with Edgar Wright. We love all of his movies. I think my favorite thing that he does is just his comedic timing. Like I think other directors could you know have those sort of you know those inputs, but the where he puts it in and how it's sort of told is just nuts. I really enjoyed it. So for sure. Benny Watts, what do you reckon? Obviously, all the reasons you guys have just said, um, massive, massive factors as to why I like it. But another reason why I like it, when you watch this film, you see you see little snippets of like of your own friend group. Like you're watching it and it makes you laugh because yeah. you can kind of reflect like, fuck, like, you know, my friend group's a little bit like this. Like, oh, like my mates are a bit like that. And so it's kind of like a fun watch. Like you kind of get really involved in it. It's really immersive. The dialogue and the chemistry really makes it for me. Like I don't reckon this film would have worked as yeah. well if the cast wasn't who they were. And if they didn't like each other as much as they did outside of the actual film, so the chemistry yeah. definitely does it for me. For I sure. doubt I doubt that Leighton can relate to that that part though, Ben. Yeah, I don't have many friends. No, you guys. De- definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's a stretch in itself. Have, I think. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. you guys. I, I have know. been told, Mike, that you three have great chemistry, whereas I kind of. Um, yeah, so Leighton's yeah, talking about himself really. again. Yeah. Um, that's number three. That's, that's, number, that's three. number three. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, so what are you giving it, Benny? Give it down. I'm giving it a look. I really, really love this film, and I'm probably going to give it a four point five as well. Like I could watch this a million times and still give it a four point five. Yeah, beauty. Okay. What's like a twenty second, a thirty second version of the plot, Yanni? Really quickly. Oh, why? So why? Okay. Why do they have to save the world? As the synopsis so says. Okay. I'll just do the whole lot. Go. A group of five friends that grew up in high school all left their jobs and they, they all went into the real world and they got good jobs except for one of them. He went over to them and got all of them together and they went back to their old time trying to do the Golden Mile but then they realised that something's wrong with the town and there were all robots everywhere and they realised that they weren't robots, they were aliens. And then when they got to the end of the, the movie there was there were actually aliens and they convinced the aliens that they were wrong and then it was a dystopian future. So, that sounds pretty full on. <laughs> I think um, we probably should have said spoiler alert just before we did that. But you know what? They, they oh, by the way, <laughs> I feel they like know. by the way, if you're if you're listening, um, we do go into spoilers. If you are listening, um, it's too late. So, so that's yes, basically yeah. this yeah. movie. If you're reading this, is too late. Uh, involves. I'm gonna say aliens, before. Alien robots, whatever you want to call them. Um, we seem to get a bit. We we've, we've kind of. I know we've only done two, but we've got a bit of a trend yeah, going on. I think robots. we've got to steer away from robots in the next one. <laughs> do you think that? Um, there are kind of similar themes in this. No, no, oh, not at all. It does go a, <laughs> not at all. Do you reckon it does go a little bit into the? Well, I don't think like they pass a recreating test, a human. No, no. You I don't, don't think, think there was not one point where I was like, "Oh my god, I think these blue robot aliens might be human." <laughs> no. Yeah, but they 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 recreate the people and they try to recreate them as like 
similar to humans as possible. Okay, hang on, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you because this is kind of leading into the plot breakdown. Plot breakdown. Alright, that was the plot breakdown. So I just did the introduction there for the plot breakdown because we've got to get into it. Continue. Yeah, okay, so um the they try to recreate the uh, humans and it's obvious like that they aren't like everyone can tell when they go there, like all the the five boys go there. They can tell that these aren't normal humans. Um, so, like, I feel like it gets into that same theme there, where you can't really recreate humans unless you, yeah, you can't really recreate. As humans. hard as you try, it will never be, never yeah. be perfect. Yeah. Can I? Oh, okay. Can I add on to yeah, that later? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know how you said they can't, they can sort of tell that they're not real humans. Mm-hmm. Do you know a way that us viewers can tell who the blanks are? Which I think is an awesome, awesome little um, detail in this whole movie. Was it that I they were like then. super happy? All of positive. the blanks are wearing either blue or green. Is that fact? That is facts. What about that is what facts. about that has to do with oh. the uh, Arthurian sort of relation to the movie, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All of the King All Arthur's of the blanks are wearing blue or green. Um, so what about when, hang on? What about Martin Freeman? Yeah. So yeah. he wears a blue suit the entire movie. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, and like it. I also saw that foreshadowing um, in the car earlier. So when they're in the car together, um, they talk about the three musketeers, and he says, "I wish there was five, because then when two died, three there would still be three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as it happens, the two they don't die or. They do. They die. They die. They're dead. They're dead. What do you mean? They become mulch. They're still there, yet, though. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely not coming back from that. Um, yes. I think it's just a... Oh, can we talk about this fir- the first opening scene? Because it's really amazing. Yeah, sure. Boys? I honestly yes. reckon this is, this is how you should start a film. Not obviously for every sort of genre, but this is how you really get... <laughs> every single film. Look, if you're watching a horror piece. film and there's like, okay, like anything man. like this, I think you should just walk out the cinema. And ask for a refund instantly. Oh, that's my personal. Yeah, it's opinion. not a good movie. It's my personal opinion. It's not a good movie. Nah, but you watch it like and this. it instantly gets you engaged. You're like, fuck, yeah. who are these lads? Who who are they? Yeah. And I just want to quickly add in something here. All right. So yeah, after we fi- after we find out that our uh, Andy, who's played by Nick Frost, plays rugby, I think it's very fair to say that the man could walk into any Group Seven club and make a serious Premiership contender. <laughs> like I know Holy I know shit. it's a switch of codes. It's from rugby union to rugby league, but you, he makes fifty tackles a game in his sleep. Anyways, anyways, yeah. we'll get back. We'll get I, back. To I the actually thing. sent I actually sent a photo of him to my my father, who's um, recruiting for Gorilla Gorillas at the moment, uh, and he's he's gonna he's gonna hit him up. I'm just so. gonna put that to the tally. We'll I'm just gonna add that to the tally. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say that's number four. Yeah, yeah. good job, mate. Okay. It's not even what is it? Yeah, Fifteen no, minutes. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. fine. Yeah, um, we'll be laughing tomorrow. I do think I do think foreshadowing is massive <laughs> in this because there was another sort of actually we'll, we'll we'll go through what the intro was. So the intro was just yeah. an introduction of them who they were as in high school um they're the like the dynamic of the group and i yeah. think it gets away with it because at first i'm not going to lie like it was introduction, and then he just kept going i was like oh is this his exposition but then there's a reason for it because he's in a group therapy session so there's a little yeah. pathway as to why he's doing yeah. it yeah and it, and it also shows like as we said with exposition it's way better when they when they talk over the top of like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just speaking. I was going to ask yeah. you about that, Yanni, because that's one of your biggest uh, biggest pet peeves in movies. And uh, did you think overall, in the sense the exposition was done well? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. there was there was always an excuse for it. Yeah, there was always. And my and I guess 
from what I said, there's an excuse, but then what Leighton said as well, it's backed by visual, you know, visual aid. Yeah. yeah. Or is yeah. there something that the characters don't know, like when we don't know what happened with the accident, yeah. that sort of stuff. And it's never, it's never just sort of explained until it's necessary. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, and can we also just go into like why, what this opening thing was? It was them doing, attempting this Golden Mile uh, 20 years earlier. Mm. Um, Unsuccessfully quite unsuccessful but it does seem like a really a really good night but he did say um, it was one of his best nights best nights yes, of his life and he says that it was the best night of his life and it's never gotten better mm. um, and now he's still stuck in that he's still stuck in that day he's yeah. still trying to recreate that which is the whole plot of the movie that, I think that yeah yeah go Ben in that scene actually I just want to quickly add something if the people who haven't watched it um just quickly notice when he's on the hill, in like when he, when he's looking at the town. There's actually a little. I only found this out watching it the second time. There's actually you can see the actual meteor come down. Yeah, so you just have a little look out for that. I was going to say that. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Did you notice that, Yanni? Layton? No, I didn't. You can you can see the the spaceship, like flying over the town of Newton Haven, yeah. when he's it's sitting. Very on the subtle, hill. but um. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I like that. It is pretty. Hot cool. details. Love it. Yeah, so I was going to actually um. San Giorgio, I was going to say, like, I was kind of think, I just wanted to see if anyone else thought like this, yeah, but yeah. I guess what's you kind of mentioned it before, but we, we're not at that age yet, but I know so many people who are like Gary King, <laughs> who just have they've never grown up, they're just always yeah. living in the past, like, there's always, yeah. just like, oh no, this is the same car, this is the beast from, you know, 1980, you know, it's just, they've just never grown up because they're trying to live in the glory days. Do you guys, do you guys think the same? Yeah. Do you guys like, no, 100%. Yeah. I feel it's so good because it feels like no matter where you're in the world, you know people that are in this friend group. You can kind of relate yeah, it to exactly. someone that you know. And I also think, I don't know, I feel like a few movies have done like characters like this which ha- are like people that never learn how to grow up and then like they always, kind of the theme of the movie is that they need to grow up, they need to grow up. Whereas in this movie never really does mm. and it's kind of it's kind of bringing up the theme that do we think do we do you have to grow up oh, like wow. why is that why is society always telling us that we have to grow up why are movies always telling us that we have to grow up like, philosophical yoni can i get a input philosophical yoni do we have any input Spotlight on that is on you well, i guess i'd just say what what is growing up <laughs> like what do you what what defines growing is it physical or is it mental growth i don't i don't know <laughs> No, that's a good point, but that's a good point. It is, but he, you know, because yeah. he physically grew up, but he's still a child. Yeah. But um, if I'm being serious, you can't possibly relate that part of it to the real world. Of course, you have to grow up. You'll fall behind. Well, like in in what way will you fall behind? He's got no job. He's got the same. Uh, okay, it's not the point that it's you know he's got the same car, but he's got the same car that he's you know been repairing. He's made no progress in his life. He's a bum. But he doesn't want to part with his, the car. His friend, his friends are. Um, have departed from it and they also seem pretty miserable as miserable as him like it, do- it doesn't show them having a, a better life so why like what way is better I think with anything and I've said this like with many different things but you need you need balance you need a balance of the two you need to be a kid still when you're when you've grown up you need to have that fun with your mates you need to have the catch ups but you can't just abandon it you need like yeah you need a balance of the two you need yeah. safety that's, that's a big thing because the whole as we learn throughout the whole thing we, we hear about how he's you know owing money doesn't use his proper name and certain things so you do need oh, to, man. You do need to was, mature 
Yeah, I actually really like that. Can comment. I um, can I add to that that part, Ben? That I need yeah, one yeah. part. I think you guys will like this. So, um, when Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg were making the Cornetto trilogy, um, Edgar Wright, which I watched him one day, by the way, just Edgar oh, Wright, oh. fucking number five. Sorry, number five. <laughs> Edgar Wright was actually continue, Ben. Sorry, shut up. <laughs> Edgar Wright was struggling for money. He turned down um, a fair few jobs um, and he was like, you know, working um, as a waiter in between um, movies. Well, oh, sorry, yeah. whilst uh, making the first um, movie, which is Hot Fuzz, I believe. No, Short so, so and Dead, sorry. So this is the third yeah. one, yeah? Yeah, this yeah. is the third one. Yeah, this is the um, last one. Simon Pegg actually lent Edgar Wright 600 pounds. So oh, what? when he says that in the car, I, I still owe him six hundred pounds. That's just a little um, throwback to when Simon Pegg actually lent Edgar Wright that money whilst he was little struggling. Yeah, whilst he was struggling to. Uh, it's nice. That's to, nice. That's cool. So yeah, is, I, feel, I think that's cool. a pretty cool little um, little jab that they put in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I like this. Is I guess this is leading into one of probably I think all of our favorite part parts of this movie. Just the brilliant one-liners that come out of nowhere that stick with you. I think <laughs> that was one of them where he's like, he borrowed, he owed uh, Andy six hundred. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, he had he had Andy six hundred, and then he was like, but you find out later that he borrowed two hundred from the other three. So yeah. he's saying like, oh, you've just taken money from Peter to pay Paul. He goes, actually, no, I borrowed money from Peter, so I technically still owe him. <laughs> it's like yeah. that's it's still good. So, so good. good, eh? Yeah. Um. um oh. Can, and like he's so manipulative, eh? Yeah. Like yeah. Gary, like you can tell, you can tell that his mother hasn't died when he yeah. <laughs> tries to persuade Andy, and he's like the big cancer. <laughs> <laughs> what about when? It, what about when they're like, you know, describe how, like, you know, how was the funeral? And he was like, in three words, um, very, very sad. <laughs> and he goes, oh, what was it? No, that, he's going to win it. Really, really very yeah. sad. Yeah, that's sorry. it. That was too. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, great! Yeah. That's great. The banter yeah. is the banter is top tier. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. The banter between the boys is top. Even just when like the they meet up at the train station, like even without Gary, their their banter is like. I love um throughout the movie as they progressively get drunker. You see like so at the start, obviously they're all you know sort of on on the edge, like they don't really want to be there, but they're sort of doing it for they're sort of doing it for Gary. Um, yeah. But then as they like progressively get drunker and recall like their youth and stuff like that, they all sort of soften up and yeah. they're enjoying yeah, yeah. it, even though it's absolute chaos what's going on around them. Um, I feel like that's I, pretty cool. I just, want, yeah. I just want to add to that. On, on that same note, you can kind of like see like they really come out of the shells and we do see the reason why they like, why the way they are. Like they start yeah. exposing all like secrets and things like that. And yeah. Old. And I think that's a really good way to add it in. Because as when you're watching the movie, yeah, you don't really sure. like, feel like they're getting that drunk if you know what I mean like there's a, lot, a lot's going on but then you're like fuck like a lot like you know damn shit's happening yeah definitely yeah. I think that like um, a, like a, on a serious point to that it's good to like remember where you came from like they've, it's what Ben Sanjurja you said like they've all grown up but they're not happy because they don't they're not remembering their roots at all they've pretty much blocked their childhood out because they're just yeah. not not embarrassed of it, but they're just like you know, they're just like oh, that was old, that was it. But you still got to have that live in you a bit. So yeah, I really like that it's theme cool. of this movie. It is cool. And Yanni, I think that goes back to your point as well when you said that you have to still like you can grow up and that, but you still got to keep in touch with that 
yeah. the youth side of things. And like, I feel like that's why they aren't as happy because they haven't had that balance and they've just gone, they've, they've abandoned their youth basically because yeah, they definitely. feel like that's, that's like what they needed to do. But I feel like two, heaps of people do that as well. Like they just abandoned, they just abandoned their youth because they think that growing up means they have to. Yeah. yeah. When like you need to have that balance. For sure. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so we've sort of talked about the first scene. So, um, Ben, <laughs> yeah. I think you had something pretty cool to say about the first scene, um, how it's sort of designed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we first did the intro scene, like a sort of like compilation, uh, when it's like a flashback and a memory, um, they when, when, when the names pop up, it uses their nicknames. So and it has like in a cool, colourful font, things like that. So it would say, obviously for Andrew, Andy, um, for Peter, Pete, things like that. And it just shows them. And then when you see, like, when it got, uh, rewinds, not rewinds, sorry, fast-forwards to uh, the present time, when then when they when he does meet up with them, their names pop up, and it just says their full name, like Andrew, Peter, and it yeah. says it in a really bold, boring sort of way, and it's, short, it's a little subtle hint they put in just to sort of show, like, you know, what they were before and what they are now. They're kind of like, they have to be a suit, they're official, yeah. you know, they're no longer really yeah. what they are. Yeah, and it's just it's just a short scene as well. And when you go when you go forward, it's just a short scene showing their lives now. And I feel like you get you get so much just even from those short scenes. Yeah, it's world like, building in such a short yeah, time. Yeah. It's effective. Yeah, um, exactly. I was gonna add on to that Ben as well. Something really cool about that opening scene um, that I really loved. And again, it's just Edgar Wright's like brilliant attention to detail for that scene. He went out and bought like a 1980s um old film like 35 mil camera handheld camera just just to shoot that scene yeah yeah i remember saying oh, that cool. that one of that really grainy sort of yeah authentic so look. that that isn't done in post-production that is like a authentic old grain film scene shot which to add is probably it's probably that's easier to do so it goes to show like the dedication like the authentic like how authentic he wanted it yeah that's cool. I just think that's that's brilliant. Yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Actually, that leads on to a funny funny line. One of the another one of the one liners that was in the movie, uh, when he goes and sees uh, Peter, I think, and he's like, he goes, "How's um um?" and he doesn't remember the wife's name. He goes, "Vanessa? No, 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 your wife. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah, how's she?" <laughs> it's just like, he's just so desensitized. I really Selective like that. Memory, I like that as well. Yeah, uh, it's good. Um, so we get to we get to the. Um, their home, Newton Haven. Um, the band's back together, and the band is back together. And we get to the first pub. What's the what's the first call, pub called, Benny? You, the you first pub pub, sorry, is the first post. Um, and one thing I love about all of the pub names in this movie, um, is they are relevant to the story. Um, so the first post is the first pub. That's where it begins the whole journey. Yeah. Um, I like that. It's pretty cool. It's uh, yeah. So they get there. Yeah, that's their first little bit of um of foreshadowing, I think, as well. Yeah. Where they say like they go in and it's exactly the same, and they say like, oh, they're they're Starbucksing it or whatever. Where it's just like that's just yeah. another franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's a little bit of a hint of what's you know the whole yeah. movie's what's about. And um, a, a yeah. Simon Pegg one-liner is when he's talking about the first post, he references it to it used to being a uh, post office until a, yeah. until a businessman yeah. felt that weary travellers might prefer to get twatted. 
<laughs> the English language so is so good. Yeah. The thing I love about it is it's so quick and it's so funny, but they don't even take a second to realize it. Like they just go to the next one and it's like, fuck, like they're it's just like ping, ping, ping. And it's like, wow. Yeah. 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 How good, how good is the beers? Like the, fil- the, the way tap, they filmed it? Yeah. Yeah. The way yeah. They, tap, they do the taps and then the water, like the full beers and then the water. So it's sorry, real I want, intense. Just makes well. you want to have a beer as well. Can I jump in again, please? Um, for sure with a cool little thing that I like when they walk right even in the opening scene and as they all rock up to the first post uh, the way they walk is and it's actually in every scene in the movie um, Gary is at the front and then uh, Nick Frost who is uh, Andy who's played by Nick Frost is next to him um, and then what was the name of the oh Stephen who is also the other survivor is on the other side of him. So those three who survive throughout the whole movie walk next to each other. Um, okay. And the two that die are on the edge of either side of the five. And that sort of references as that three musketeers sort of motif that's carried on throughout yeah, the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I love how like each character has their own kind of thing going on. Like, yeah. you, could have e- you could have easily just focused on the three and just kind of let the other two just be there just for whatever just to have five characters but yeah. they give each one a personality give each one kind of a bit of a plot line yeah which I thought like, which I think is just and the best thing about, sorry I'll just quickly butt in the best thing about how they do that is like it's a slow build up so they'll drop hints every sort of scene they go through and then it kind of leads up to something it's not as if they're spending like 20 minutes on one guy for this little bit then they'll yeah. jump to the next guy and just like focus on him like every single character gets a little bit as we go on so yeah. Really well, yeah actually, I was actually oh, that's exactly what I was going to say it's done well it's not just bombarding you with one bit of information at one part and then just you know dripping it everywhere yeah. so yeah it's that slow build it's mostly visual stuff as well and also just like subtle things that they say in conversations like that's just it's just like really well well done yeah well done, Edgar. Well, 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 well done, mate. Well, and, and Simon Pegg, he co-wrote it. Ah. Um, uh, <laughs> no. Simon Pegg, Schmeg. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who cares about Simon Pegg? He, he was in Schmeggy. Well, Schmeggy. No, we don't care about him. Uh, I think this, no, was kinda, hate... this was different for him, though, I think. He played it a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Same guy. He's kind of the, he's a little bit the same in Shaun of the Dead, I think. Have you have you seen Shaun of the Dead? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's, that's kind of a similar character as well. Can't I feel like off. he's perfected how to play the deadbeat, the miserable guy that hasn't really got yeah. on. He's like perfected that sort of attitude and how that should be played. But he's still like he's still like charismatic. Still like like you want to be around him, kind of like that. You always have those people that are like. They're, they're so charismatic and so like good with other people and like you want to be around them they're so fun but also they're just like they're, they're holding you back a bit yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. yeah um but yeah, he's really good in this so getting on the first post is obviously where they start um their journey, journey. and one of my favourite quotes from the whole movie comes from when they're at the first post <laughs> um so they all get beers except for um Andy who has been sober for the whole 20 years or whatever it's been since that fateful night uh, when they first attempted the the golden mile um and this sort of just shows like how sort of narcissistic 
uh, Gary's character is and how he doesn't really care about his mates. He just has the sole focus of doing this golden mile for himself. Um, instead of being that supportive friend who encourages his mate's sobriety, he turns around um, and he just says in possibly the best one-liner in the whole movie, a man of your fucking prowess drinking fucking rain. <laughs> I love it. And it's, it's so good. Drinking rain. Yeah, it's delivered so, so well. But yeah. like even when it's just like, and, and one water please. What? Yeah, the way he turns around. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it's just like, beep, 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 beep. Water. water. With like this, the so music good. affects that too. They've got like the, you can hear the like, sort of, dramatic music for every beer and then it's just dead silent for the world how intense is it it's yeah. like, Psh, it's like, oh fuck yeah yeah That's i think even so even good. straight after that they did something really cool sort of like where they 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 showed simon peg through the glass through the bottom of the glass yeah yeah i love that that yeah he, he's really creative with like some of his shots yeah oh, just good so job good. edgar right honestly <laughs> just great job oh. and some and simon, simon peg though yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Smegma>. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. There's no need, Ben. We ah, oh, we weren't gonna say Smegma in this episode. <laughs> I knew that was coming, Ben. Jesus Christ, Ben! <laughs> Keep Smegma to yourself. Uh, okay, second pub. <laughs> so we... what? What's the name of the second pub? Nothing really out of the ordinary at the first pub, though. Nothing really. Um, I must no, say, yeah, not, not too much. Yeah, just, just standard. Yeah. Uh, okay. The old familiar next. Pub? Yes. Do you know why it's called the old familiar? Tell us. Because Tell us, ben. so. Uh, when they attempted the golden mile, I was actually wrong before when I was telling you about this, Leighton. Um, so when they attempted the golden mile the first time when they were young, um, Gary sleeps with Stephen's sister, Sam. Um, and the old familiar is the pub where we're reintroduced to Sam. Yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. You know, nature yeah, calls. Sure. That's right. Um, and one thing I want to add is... The old familiar looks identical on the inside to the yeah. first post. Yeah, it's been Starbucks. It's been Starbucks. Starbucks. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all of the... There were table numbers um, in each of the pubs which symbolise which pub they're at. So the table number... Or there's a big number two written on the wall. Like, I think it's like a two-pound yeah. beer or whatever. And then yeah. at, the, at the first pub it says you know one pound beer and then as you go on when they get to the third and fourth and fifth there's like table numbers that say table number four table number five yeah that's sick so i didn't notice any of there's this there's so it's, many little it's a little bit in the background things. but yeah. It, it, yeah if you notice it it keeps you on track with where they're up to in their golden mile venture yeah it's like in, he does that in scott pilgrim yeah. as well when like you're meeting all the exes of scott pilgrim Oh, okay. There's a number. There's a number present in the frame. I just think it, of it's what so number smart. XAR. So can, I, can I just yeah. butt in here? How <laughs> hard would that be to maintain that throughout a whole movie in every single scene where there's just a little nod to something like mm. Jesus Christ? Yeah. You got to be thinking like on the ball for every single nah. scene. You know what? He is. It's not on the ball. He's he's had this planned out since just before he started filming. Yeah. He knew exactly yeah. wanted to, what he wanted to do before he even started. Yeah. Storyboard. Which is it shows. Yeah. And you can tell he's just like a nerd, kind of. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just loves. He he definitely loved like watching movies back in the day and noticing all these, um, de- like mini details that you don't notice. And yeah. he's just like, I'm gonna put as many as I can in my. In movies. the uh, nicest way possible, Edgar Wright, you're a nerd. Yeah, um, well, we're yeah. we're. I'd say we're all nerds as well because we're doing the exact same thing now. So. Maybe you are. Like, yeah, I think. 
Yeah, you're just a bit of an outlier. <laughs> I thought you were going to claim yourself as a jock, Leighton. I thought that was going to be another counter. <laughs> He's not a, not a jock like athletic. myself. <laughs> but, um, I'll, take, I'll take Gary King in, in our group. So. <laughs> uh, number six? Number six? Please, Okay, so that's really all I have to contribute to yeah, the I think old familiar. I'll add into that with the, the background stuff that adds to a movie's rewatchability. So yes. I could rewatch this and I'll notice all those things that you guys said, but I didn't notice it this time around. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, yep. Number three. Number three, the famous cock. Can Ben, do you know why it's called the famous cock? Layton's been there. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's been the there. reason why is because this is the first pub where he's actually remembered. Incorrect. Um, this, oh. is the, this is the only pub named after Leighton. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's, that is the one. I like Except that. that doesn't make any sense because it's famous like and Leighton's got yeah. nothing attributed I'm, I'm to I'm happy with I'm very, ha- I'm, ha- I'm very happy with that. Well, thanks, he's, thanks he's famous in our community for being a cock. He's not he's not really made the global <laughs> stage yet. So. Well, that makes but, sense. Yeah, but, but that's what we're trying to do. Yanni is famous famous. in our community for just having a famous cock. Um, that's... Mm. Okay, <laughs> now nah, into that. There's a few things we could say. Anyway, Ben, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things we could say about it. But yeah, we'll move on. Ben, you were spot on. It'd, it'd, yes. it'd just be too long, wouldn't it? Get in. Uh, please do. It's, it's the first there. pub where he's recognised. You were spot on, Ben. Um, and it was the only bar that he was banned from, um, because and that's why he's recognised. Because only because of that. He was a cock, Gary King the yeah, cock. He was a. He was a dickhead. Yes, um, but he still keeps he still keeps the uh, the uh, golden mile going because he he takes a, um, a, a used beer that wasn't drank already. It was actually three um, used beers. We'll quickly put that in. Three, and he drinks it all. That's, That's more than a pint. He's a king. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> I would have done it. Like I, I actually was thinking, like if would you have done it if. If, if like you're on the golden mile, you can't go to this. Would you? And you see those three out there. Are you drinking? Yes. We can't. Can we, we can't drink in the bar. Yes. Yeah. You're necking them. Are, are you drinking yeah, it? You have to. Yanni, are you drinking it? I mean, you kind of promised yourself you'd do the yeah. the golden mile, didn't you? So like, yeah, you're exactly. Gas to see it through, my boy. Um, were you thinking like the whole time, like, oh, I really want him to finish this. I really want him to finish this. Because sure. I was like, yeah. I was that was like a big thing for me. Like I, even when all the crazy stuff started to happen, I was like, I still want him to finish yeah, this. It was kind of like frustrating to you, a bit like, come on, you can do it, come on. Yeah, yeah. Benny, yes. Uh, to add on to that, what else happens at the famous cock before they're kicked out? Who before are we? They're kicked out. Who are we reintroduced to? And I'll give you a hint: we don't know where his cat is. Oh my god! Look. Mr. Filch, what's he doing? What's he doing there? <laughs> Professor, Mr. Filch. What is he actually doing? He's jumped universes. Like, we do know he's, he is a wizard. He's not a wizard, actually. He's in the wizarding world. He's, so he's, he's a squib. He's a squib. He's a squib. That's it, not a quib. So, so technically, do whatever the fuck he wants. So, I'm going to let him play on here. Yeah, fair enough. I, uh, I'll play that. He's a king in this. Also, a reoccurring character. Yes. In yeah. the. In the he's in. What's he in? In the Cornetto trilogy. He's in Hot Fuzz. He's in Hot Fuzz. I don't know if he's in. Yeah, no, nah, he is because he um he talks about the big nuke sort of thing, the bomb. Sorry. No, that's no, that's Hot, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that's what I meant. In Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. He's not. I don't think he's in Shaun of the Dead though. Could no. be a zombie. <laughs> you never could know. Be. He could be in the could back be in the background somewhere. Maybe. Um, does much happen in this um, one? So was no. the thir- was the third one the shots? 
The third one? No, they kicked no, out. That's, that's the after. one that they're barred from. Uh, the, okay. Well, yeah. that leads yeah, us yeah, onto yeah. the fourth the one. The fourth one. Uh, and that's when the big stuff yeah, starts. Yes, so on. that one is called The Cross Hands. It's called The Cross yes. Hands? Yeah. Um, it's the first pub where they fight. They cross hands. Um, hey. I think that's cool. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, can I yeah, can I goes, honestly ask the... when you first watched this because I didn't I, I don't know if that was me being you know just like oblivious to the background details or whatever I had I didn't I watched I came into this movie without knowing the synopsis at all right so did you guys see robot alien things coming no way nah no I, way. that was I, so I freaked out a little bit when I first saw the film yeah. I like, what I thought he was hallucinating yeah, that's what that's what I thought as well. I thought that like it was going to come out that it wasn't like none of that actually happened. Do you think the movie would have been still good if we just kept going without all this crazy stuff? They would have made it good. They would have made it good. Edgar Wright. I mean, he, he would have made yeah. anything. Yeah. Good. But this is this like I love how it combines this and the like combining the genres as I said at the start, like comedy and the action is like amazing. I think. I think it's been done it's, before, so I don't know if it would have been as effective. Yeah, yeah. Like this, that kind of plot of the like the one friend who never grew up and getting all you know the one last sort of get together. It's you know it's a common yeah. plot device. Yeah, sure. Um, and he just kind of subverts, like he subverts your expectations, like exactly like you were saying, Yanni. Like you, ne- you would never expect it. I think that's like a, a mad thing that he always does. He always it, it subverts. Like you think you think you know what's going to happen, and then he's just like, nah, I'm I'm changing this up on you. Yeah. Um. So, so we go into the bar. Oh, oh my god! If you fucking <laughs> say, if you, honestly, we're all sitting there hearing Ben go, um, trying to buddy. <laughs> Pay attention. I think I'm, a, I think I'm, I think I'm lagging or something. Oh I didn't really? Anyway, yeah, yeah, anyway, Benny Sands, please do go on. Uh, the crosshands, yeah. So it's the first pub that they fight the robots in, and as I said at the start of the movie, uh, blue and green are good signifiers for what is robot, what is not, even though they aren't actually robots, they're aliens. Um, this is the the sign out the front of this pub um, is a blue background with the hands crossed over each other and then in hmm. big writing over the top it says the cross hands with a green background behind it and it's the first scene where we meet these alien robots um, and I just think that's a pretty cool great, great I got the blue. detail. I got understood the blue but why, why the green? Why? I don't know. That's just something that Edgar Wright did. You just don't ask questions. No, then we won't question it. Yeah, yeah no. That, that okay. Don't ask questions, Johnny. What are you doing? Uh, Is it kind of like in the same category as Ben's hand? Don't. Oh fuck. Don't bring up the hand. Okay, so um, we can add, we can add this. This out, is right? Yanni's last week on the podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or even going to be having a or even of existence. You know, we don't know yet. The... <laughs> um, oh, there's a mad quote in this too, which like uh, is also something that Edgar Wright does a lot. Um, so, uh, Martin Freeman's like, WTF, Gary, WTF. <laughs> and Gary's like, what the fuck does WTF mean? And then Peter comes out of the bathroom and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Gary's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, good one. <laughs> he always like does stuff where like other characters will say, um, what the response should be. If you know yeah, what I mean. Indirectly. Yeah, like, indirectly. Like Peter, yeah, I think I've noticed that a lot. That makes sense because after that he's like, oh, oh, I'm calling Vanessa. Who's Vanessa? Yeah, <laughs> he says yeah, it again. Yeah, it comes back again. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just gonna I got to add with that fight scene. That's something that I love 
in a fight scene. There's almost no cuts. It's one camera movement. One long they shot. They follow one long shot. There's Obviously, they do it creatively. Like, they've done it in 1917 and... Um, uh, shit, spy movie. Oh, my Kingsman. God, I'm blanking. Kingsman, Jesus Christ. That was one of the... Yeah, big ones. <laughs> so they did it in Kingsman. And it's like, they, do, they, do it, like, they do it creatively. Can, They're like a character that comes across the screen or something. Can I jump oh. in, Yanni? Yeah. The fight director of this movie... Uh, the fight choreographer, sorry, Bradley James Allen is the same fight choreographer for the Kingsman. Okay, yeah, I was, I was gonna say that. Gonna um, say and it looks way too similar. Yeah, and he's done. I think he's done some Jackie Chan films as well. This fight choreographer. He so, did Kick Ass well, as well. Chan's, he did yeah. Kick Ass. Yeah, did he? and Kick Ass yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, he loves the the long shot. You know, perf like awesome, so chaotic. Yeah. It's like not real. Yeah, but yeah, but also so smooth, yeah. controlled like, chaos. So yeah, it's more yeah. immersive. I feel like you actually feel like you're in it when you like sort of when they punch and they follow your fit, like the fist across to the, the other side of the room, and then they go onto that fight. And yeah, I think it's crazy. Yeah, so good. It is pretty cool. Well, um, anything else to say on this on this uh, pub? Mm, it's it's um a good setup for the next pub, I think, because they all find but, out I, that um. Oh, this is when the shots happen, eh? Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, I just needed to jump in because that's when that's we get a little character development for Peter. Andy. Andy. Peter. Oh, we do two, actually. Sorry, we with do two. We do two. No, no, no. The bully? No, not with the girl. With the bully. The bully, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Peter's that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> what, so you wanna, do you want to explain the bully? Me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what so happened? what happens was is this guy, so one, one, there's, there's a lot of little hints going on. Uh, that have slightly been built up. We forgot to mention actually early on. I think there was like a they walk past a big robot sort of thing, the statue, and all they say is, "Oh, like that must be Starbucks or something like that." They just don't really think anything <laughs> of it. Modern that's art. Modern art. They say. Modern what, art. Modern art. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they um first think of. But yeah, anyway, so we'll get back. Modern art, Ben. Sorry. Number six. Okay, so we'll just yep. go. <laughs> no, no, no. That's actually seven. Sorry, that's seven. seven. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so uh, this guy comes up and asks for a chair from Peter, and he turns around, and you can see he's shocked. Like he's incredibly, he's basically frozen. Anyway, he doesn't. He basically looks right through him, just takes a chair, turn, turns around, and like uh, the other lads look at him, and he's like, "Wasn't that? Wasn't that the guy that used to bully?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he t- he talks about his past, and he talks about how. He used to bully him every day. You know, he used to beat him up and make him cry and make him hate going to school. And he said the worst thing about all of it was that he didn't even remember him, that he tortured him basically his whole childhood and he didn't even remember his face. And that's a big hint as to, you know, something's not right here. And then in comes Gary with... Shots! Shots! <laughs> <laughs> Which just, I love it. it's just adds to this narcissistic element of him. Hey, he yeah. only cares yeah. about himself... Um, and doing this golden mile yeah and he also just refuses to like go into anything emotional like like talk about anything emotional it's always just like not serious and just banter and just stuff just taking the piss yeah what well, was that that line was there it was just like you go shots because what are you doing Gary he goes oh that was obvious shots <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good alright pub number um, what pub number five yes um yeah. sorry um jumping back another bit of character development for Andy um, so after the fight scene Andy goes and drinks all five of oh, those yeah. shots yeah he does too that was his first drop of alcohol he's had in years 20 years and all and also we get the mum the mum not dying too we find out that the mum wasn't really yeah. dead oh, yeah. so they're all so yeah I was leading in with that we find out that the mum isn't dead 
Um, so we go to the good companions. They're all obviously very upset with Gary lying to them about his mum not uh, being dead. And <laughs> the um, sign out the front of the good companion is five um, masks. One of them is happy. Four of them are sad or angry. Ooh, oh, that's cool. Um, really and cool. Gary is happy because he's doing the Golden Mile and all he seems to care about is that Andy has broken his sobriety um, and the others are all obviously upset with him for very well-known reasons. Yeah. Um, I guess they, they, they kind of form a plan because they know that something's going wrong or something's going on with like within the town. So they kind of say, instead of just going home, which is what all of them wanted to do, they just said, no, if we go home, they're going to know that we know, so we have to continue the Golden Mile. Another part of Gary being as manipulative as he is. Yes. Just trying to get it done. Even in, the, even in like, the midst of the two of Baker die now, yeah. he still just wants, he's still just concerned with this, with completing this. Hmm. That's crazy. Um, so next part? Well, yeah, so the, gold, so the good companions, they're only in that for a split second. They literally walk in skull their pint and walk straight back out um which I thought was strange very very strange it just adds to this whole plot component that they're trying not to arouse suspicion well you also said the good companion had another meaning didn't you Ben well yes it's the first time you actually sort of see them all um together uh in camaraderie again um you know like good companions do all sharing a beer yeah sharing a beer together laughing as they're walking into the pub um yeah kind of like us boys mm. right now mm. moving on um. sharing a, sharing a beer <laughs> yeah you're pushing it like <laughs> good com- good companionship with the lads now nah, when lockdown's over we got to do we got to do a bit of a bar hop the golden yeah the nah, golden so we're doing the golden mile the golden mile we will document it be a camera and, crew. um yeah well, actually, how about we'll we'll announce which bars we're going to go to, which ones we're going to do, probably in Wollongong, and then and please don't come. Yeah, if just any of stay. You want to, if any of you guys want to come, actually, don't, lads, we please. do need one more person to fit the five people. We do. So yeah, that's one lucky listener <laughs> will be will, will get the opportunity <laughs> to, to join uh, us. To join us. That that could be our giveaway. We can do a <laughs> yeah. giveaway, and the giveaway is that whoever wins gets to accompany us on our golden mile. Don't forget. Which is so prestigious and so wanted by everybody. Don't forget, they um, have to pay for everything. That is the gift. You, you <laughs> literally, you're so blessed. You got to pay for us. That's why. Yeah. Shout every single yep. beer. Oh man. Okay. okay. Um, what is it? Six. Yes, the trusty servant. Trusty servant. Um, who is it? The trusty servant, Yanni. The trusty servant is the drug dealer. The Reverend Green. The Reverend, Reverend Green. Green. Um. Reverend and what is he in this movie? Drug dealer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he's a servant to the robots. Oh, there you go. He is human still in the movie, but um, he serves the robots. So he is... Yeah. Can someone explain to me how, how these robots work? Can someone give us a... Did you watch the movie? Quick explanation. Yeah, but I just want to... I just want a quick explanation. Um, Yanni, give me, a, give me a fast voice, Yanni. Yeah, um, Caleb actually made them. I said fast voice, Yanni. Caleb made them. Increase the increase 
Just the speed, Caleb please. <laughs> Who's Caleb? The last movie. Ex Machina. Oh, you haven't seen the third podcast? Real funny. Real funny. No, real funny. Real funny. Thank you. No, that, please. That's actually a throwback to our first podcast. Um, it is. Which is accessible on all streaming services. It's on It's on Spotify now. And Apple Music? Uh, yeah. Yep. We will come to your house <laughs> if you haven't watched it. And we know where you live, so <laughs> don't try hiding. <laughs> yeah. We do know where you live. We know everything. Um, I have no idea how the ra- robots are made, mate, except for the fact that, you know, their DNA is stolen and they are made exact copies from their DNA. And then there's people that are just basically servants that are just like um going coordinating coordinating complying oh. with um the robots Lads, can that's I, a big word for you later can i quickly butt in here yeah i looked this up in my dictionary Go <laughs> uh, how creepy is that first scene where they fucking open their mouths and their fucking eyes man oh my god yeah that that, could, that was they touched the, the of guard if they I'm touched honest. the dryers what does that mean did you notice you that say? sorry layton they're like they like touch the dryers because they want well, to keep it it's quiet. Sweet. It's because they're trying to keep it quiet in the bathrooms. Oh, yeah. okay. They're smart. I thought they were getting like electricity or something. <laughs> they're, they're charging anyway. up. <laughs> touch the dryer. Put charge it or something. <laughs> they have to touch the dryer, otherwise they can't. They can't do anything. They're like, "Where's the dryer? Yeah, Where's the dryer?" Actually, answer his own question. They fueled <laughs> off dryer power. <laughs> That's how they make. That's yeah. Facts. They just spat out of uh, hand dryers. Just, just, <laughs> just take them to a place without dryers, and they got no, they got no chance. That's how you beat them. Um, That's how you beat a them. cool another thing about the trusty servant. Um, this is the pub where um, Oliver gets done. It's done because in the when they first did their oh yeah when they first did their pub crawl back in 1990 this is the pub that Oliver dropped out at he couldn't keep going after this pub um, and in present day when they're back at pub number six this is the pub where he goes to the toilet and comes back out as a robot how how long did it take you guys to fully realize because it took me about a good few minutes to fully realize I wasn't really paying attention to it and then. After a while, I was like, "Oh my god, he's actually." I think when when they left, I think when he was just all giddy, all happy. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I think, yeah. It was kind of. I was su- I was sus. Yeah, a bit sus. Yeah, a bit sus. Very sus. So was he? But at this point, he was a um, smashy, smashy eggman. Yes, he was. A, he was say? a human up until <laughs> the point when he walked into the toilet at the trusty servant. And then he turned into a smashy, smashy eggman. Yes. Man. <laughs> The official um, name for the yeah the official name for people that have this been isn't just late you know yeah going a bit going <laughs> freestyle I promise I promise you that I didn't come up with Smashy Smashy Eggman he wishes you did yeah no that is that's my probably favorite quote on the mo- of the movie um they um are talking about what to name the um the blanks or the the people that have been taken over and Andy's like nothing suggested in the last three minutes has been better than smashy smashy Eggman <laughs> I love how as they get drunker the humour still stays top notch yeah. like it's still somehow it probably gets even that tad bit funnier and the, the banner just gets even better between the lads That's... as you do when you get drunk yeah and as happens in our podcast too are you drunk? I uh, know no that makes sense because you're not funny at all yeah, oh, that was All tough right. fins, that That's one. a bit far. There was no need. <laughs> that was kind of a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of... 
Let's move on, please. <laughs> uh, the two-headed dog. Seven. Pub seven. Two-headed dog. We'll keep it short and simple with this one. This is the pub where they run into the twins who turn out to be robots. The two-headed dog. Mad fight scene again. Awesome. We, we, we get Stephen... No, not Stephen. All of... No, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. Stephen. Stephen yeah. professes his love for Sam. Sam. Um, Oliver's sister. Yes. Um, and then he gets, but yeah, and then he gets yanked real quick by Filch. You know what he asked him? Yeah, he simps. He simps once. So that's Where's my the... cat? Where's the cat? <laughs> he was at the know. next pub. The mermaid. <laughs> You've murdered my cat. <laughs> uh, yeah. So pub eight. The mermaid. This is a bit. The mermaid. Is this the school disco? School disco one. Oh, it's like <laughs> the nightclub-y one. But yeah, the school disco, school themed disco. School disco. School themed disco. Yeah. Um, and we learn a lot more about the robots here um, when Stephen does get uh, kidnapped by Filch. Um, yeah, that's a cool scene. And Filch, oh, like, one of the best lines as well when he's like, um, what happened to the people that get taken over? And he's like, I told you not to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like when I'm told not to be, uh, not to ask. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, 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 oh never again shall you speak. Mm. Never again, Yanni. Please stop bringing up Ben's. I'm sorry. Thing. So, thing. Ben, so Ben, what happened to you, Ben? <laughs> oh, why is he allowed to? Ask? I played the fifth. I played the fifth here. Yeah. He's allowed to ask Yanni. Stop being so disrespectful. I was there, Yanni. Ben, what happened to your hand? Tell me what happened. This, to uh, no, actually, actually, I'm gonna, just gonna tell something to the viewers. This story will be released if you are the winner for the pub crawl. Oh. He'll tell you on the pub crawl. Yeah. Sweet. So, that's big. <laughs> that is big. Why is it called the mermaid then? So, you know how in in many films, or this is like just just in like many sort of different stories, how mermaids are used to seduce people. Mm. So when oh. we see the girls and they're dancing, all the girls are all over the main characters, and why do they need to be all over them? Why are they kissing them? Because as we're watching it, there's a bit of exposition, and they're talking about they grab your DNA, they need to touch you, they need to get some sort of saliva. So that's what it's like a reference to. These have been like these girls oh. here, kind of like the trap for the lads to get their DNA to ultimately make another form of them. And lads, what were the girls called? The Marmalade Sandwich. The Marmalade Sandwich. Why were they called the Marmalade Sandwich? Because two blondes and one redhead make a Marmalade <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> Who would have thought of that? Eh? What, a, what an absolute genius, Edgar. Tip your, hat, tip your hat for this 27th time. I love you, Edgar. I love and you. And Simon Pegg. I love you, Edgar. Smecker. Oh, oh ben. my god <laughs> No but Edgar if you're listening I love you And Adam Driver oh, too Oh okay. Jesus Christ <laughs> That's what else happens in this uh, That's eight, that's eight. <laughs> Shut up <laughs> I wish Adam Driver was in this movie Then it would be a five for me <laughs> What if um, um next Ben what would you rate it If Emma Watson was in this movie Um probably <laughs> a, a complete zero Probably <laughs> flop at the box office Probably it probably would have ended everyone's career involved, if I'm honest. But um, little Filchin, Filchin Hermione reunion. Oh, fast. We won't go into details. I heard they had, a, they had a thing. I heard rumors that they had a thing. Oh my don't, God. don't, don't, don't drag Filch Emma. into this. He's done nothing wrong. Okay. The actor of Filch and Emma Watson reportedly okay. uh, had a thing on the set of Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> pub nine. Pub. I reckon we fast fast forward through a couple of the pubs. Okay, pub, the, pub nine. I'll, I'll I'll run through this quickly. The beehive. Um, 
the beehive. It's where their teacher um, tries to get them all in to join this hive-minded community. Played by Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Um, the King's Head, pub number 10. I actually don't know. I think this just is a nod to Gary King's name. Um, and if you look at the if you look at the post that's out the front, the sign of the pub, it is actually Simon Pegg's face with a beard and long hair. Um, in like wait, El- isn't isn't this Elizabeth? Isn't this the pub that? He, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Isn't this the pub where he gets knocked out? Yeah, uh, yes, it is actually. King's Head. There you go. Ooh, is it? Or does he get knocked out at the world's end? No. No, no, no. He gets He gets. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets knocked out and then he drinks a beer. And then Stephen goes in the car and they continue on to the world's end. Lovely. Which is? They no, don't don't they four. stop there's off? The 11th, the, uh... There's the 11th pub called The Hole in the Wall. Yeah, see, Leighton. Oh, sorry, so sorry, we're, sorry. So we're at, we go, it goes 9, 10, 11, and 12. It doesn't go yeah, 9, nah, 12. Yeah. So. That's what mum said. <sighs> I, I, actually, while we, can I jump back to the beehive? Uh, one thing yeah. I love about that scene is they do have another massive fight, uh, and Gary is just so committed to finishing this golden mile. He holds onto his beer for as long as he can, whilst fighting <laughs> off that. like yeah. hundreds of robots at the same time. Um, and probably my favourite fight scene is in this part of the movie, the Beehive. Um, again, it's just Bradley James Allen's fight choreography. Um, and Edgar Wright's like attention to detail and just brilliance of it as a director. All the punches, all the footsteps, everything is perfectly in sync with the song that is playing over the top. Every time there's a drum kick, someone gets punched. Every time there's a snare, like someone takes a step. I love that. He does that all the time. Yeah, Baby Drive is probably the most notable one, but yeah, it's just... Did it in Shaun of the Dead as well. Yeah, I just think it's great. Yeah. Now we can move on to Pub Eleven. But also, also we've okay, to talk maybe about, not. We forgot <laughs> to talk about um, Peter getting taken. Yes. Does Peter get done. Yeah, Peter does yeah. get done. Yeah. What do you mean does Peter get done? He's feeding. No, at this point, I know oh. Peter gets done. Oh, hang on. We forgot about an awesome thing. Peter doesn't get done until after the hot blocks. Yeah, yes. oh, that's what I was trying to get back to. The little love. What is it? It's lawn bowls. Oh, they go to the lawn bowls. The house. Yeah. One of the one of the best jokes like... of the whole movie is in there. <laughs> we nearly skimmed over. Ben, do you want to elaborate on it? Um, yeah. So they all are trying to figure out if they're robots or not. Um, and Gary turns around to all of them and says one horrific thing that he's done to them in the past which has left them with a scar um, and that just sort of further signif- signifies how shit of a bloke this guy is like to his mates he's like I ran over your foot I, I stabbed you in the arm like <laughs> you know um, so they all show his scars they all show their scars sorry um, and they ask for Gary's proof that he's a human um I did want to point out one thing, though, that um, is pretty sort of gloomy. Uh, So I feel as though this movie is a bit of a representation of depression. Um, Yeah, definitely. So Gary obviously 
struggles with depression and it feels like this golden mile is all that he has left. Um, I think, like, you know, it was his last attempt at doing something that meant a lot to him before he sort of ended it all. Um, I feel like he had the plan to go into the world's end and sort of wrap it up there. Um, And the reason why he doesn't want to show his elbow um, is because of all of the bandages that are on his arm, which we later see in the movie, and his uh, psychiatric ward admission um, sort of clip that's on him. Um, which is a bit of a sad note to the movie, but it's an overarching theme, I think, that Edgar Wright's trying to tackle there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think, do you think like, the, the emotional part is one of the weakest parts, or do you think it was good? Um, I think it added another layer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I'm referring to more the scene that's in the... Is it whenever Andy and him are like having that big Yeah, so that's fight pub number of. 10 and that's when, that's the king's head and that's when he sort of goes off on that massive rant and he's like, I need to do yeah. this because this is all I have left. Yeah. You guys have got your yeah. perfect house, your perfect family, you got kids, this is this is all I have. That was that was yeah. at the world's end. Yeah. I think it could have been, I think it could have been actually, Yanni might be yeah. right there. It might have been. But anyway. That was at the world's end. What, what he does say, yeah, they introduce that, where he, yeah. he yeah, starts running on his end. own. He runs on his own at this point, where he's like, I've got to finish it, yeah. yeah. And then he sort of delves deeper at the world's end. You're right, Yanni. Um, yeah, I think it's like a good, like Edgar Wright's probably sort of, not hit it spot on in that aspect, but, you know, that theme is definitely pre- prevalent and he's done a pretty good job of sort of exploring that theme so a few explicits coming up i don't know if you're just gonna bleep this out or not but uh please nope. don't cancel us anyway, the, <laughs> the so instead of showing his arms because he doesn't want to do that uh, i just went into the reason why he reminds them that he wrote uh you know uh gary it was it's gary king he notched that into yeah. the he notched yeah. that into the um the wood on the wall he goes well, would, King a, Gary. would a yeah, sorry, would a robot know that I wrote uh, King Gary on the wall? Um, and <laughs> it's it is it's Stephen turns around and he says, "This just says King Gay," and he goes, "Well, obviously some cunts rubbed off the R." <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his, what's the other guy's name? And no, Peter. Peter. No, no, Oliver. No, Peter. Oliver. The other one. No, no Oliver's gone. It is Peter. It's Peter. Yeah, yeah, it is Peter. Andy? No, no, no. no Peter, Peter, Peter's like guy. laughing about it. Yeah, he's Peter's laughing. But who's the guy that who, who who's in love with the sister? Steve. Stephen. Yeah, Stephen turns and goes, "That was me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that was me." And then, so great character development for Peter here because <laughs> as they're running through the bush, like obviously his downfall is he's having a cracker of a time. He's cracking up. He just sort of stands there by the tree and he just goes, <laughs> "King gay." and uh that's when he gets done by the yeah that's when he gets murked by the robot by the horde horde. but he does bash the billy the bully sorry the billy the billy billy. (laughs) oh ben ben stutters i stutter i get oh no i get done he's not he's not smashing billies in this movie That was he that was a confusing theme we've got going on here that was oliver gets his revenge on the bully uh, but then he gets yeah, he feeds him, eh? Like proper oh, feeds smokes him. Smokes him. But then we get—is it the king? Is it so? There's the, the so yeah. There's the hole in the wall. It's called the hole in the wall because that's when uh, Stephen drives his car through the wall. I think that's pretty cool. Not much yeah. really happens at that pub, 
except for we get a bit more development on Gary's emotional side, uh, sort of explaining more to Andy why this is all he, all he has to do. This is means everything to him. And then the world's end. The mm-hmm. movie. Um, I just want the one thing that incredibly annoyed me about this, like when they're running through to get to the world's end, these big robots that are trying to find them, like they literally hide the 22 cars. Someone, like this group runs straight past them. This massive robot literally stares right next to them and misses it. I know obviously it's a progressive story, but like, lads, what, what are we doing here? I mean, you're, getting, <laughs> you're on shift and you're just lacking. I don't know, it just, it just annoyed me. just annoyed me. Anyway. <laughs> that, robot, that robot ain't even that good. I, I, had to, I had to get that off my chest. I, I could bash that robot, TBH. That's oh, seven. Is eight. that eight? No, that's eight. I think that's I eight. Think eight. eight. No. Okay. I'm really trying to get to 12 so I can have the 12. Oh, oh no, no, don't no, no, don't try. let him get it, don't let him get it. <laughs> 12 strikes and you're out of the podcast. Can that be 9, though? Because I just said that I was trying to get to 12. No, no. Right, go, so let's, let's, let's get to the next <laughs> No, thing. you're not going to let me get to 12. <laughs> um, Speaking of 12. Yes, the world's end. We're at 12. This is where the world literally ends. No, but this is... I also wanted to say this is like something that I kind of critiqued. Of course you did. I thought the acting was kind of... Like, when it got into the emotional stuff, it just was a bit... I don't know if it was done as well as everything else. I, I don't know if I believed it. I feel like... I don't know if anyone else felt like f- that. But. Yeah, I know what you mean in the sense that it was kind of pushed aside the whole time. Like, it was obviously it was obviously always hinted at and it was pre- um, prevalent throughout the whole thing. But, like, when it actually came to the deep chart, it didn't really... It did hit, but not really as much as that yeah. they wanted it to yeah. do. Exactly. Um, I think yeah. probably, it probably did that because they rushed 10 to 11 yeah. so much. I think they rushed it a little bit. They needed to, though. Like, it was warranted. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's not a huge complaint, but... I was going to say, I feel like that was done on purpose as more of a... Like, to show Gary's lack of emotion or lack of being able to be emotional. Yeah, I guess. To be able to um, talk about it. Yeah. It's something that, like, you know, he never really has because he lost his mates after they all went their separate ways and stuff like that it's kind of like a yeah. he struggles with his emotional side um yeah and that's why he's turned to this like substance abuse um as a coping mechanism yeah yeah um but it, i don't know i could be reading into it too much um no that's fair that's a fair point i think um very fair. yeah i don't know so right at the end they go to the pub and he's trying to pour himself another pint and then the floor descends. <laughs> Did you know that the... Uh, so you know how when you pour beer from a tap, it, you know, if you drink in a twoies, it'll have the little twoies symbol above it. If you drink in a 4X, it'll have 4X above it. Yeah. Um, the the lever that he put or the tap that he pulls for the beer has the the um, the network symbol above it, which I thought was pretty oh. cool. Um, also, they were, they were drinking Fosters. Yeah, they were. I noticed that too. Yeah, that, that cool. really annoyed me yeah, when I saw that. Like, oh my <laughs> yeah, God. me too. Supposedly the Australian beer. Mm. Um, <laughs> more sort of like, you know, placement um, by Edgar Wright when they get into yep. the world's end. Did any of you guys read the like the boards in the background? No, I, I can't say that I did. There was like signs that said this is the end of the world or like the the end is near and like stuff like oh, that. No. Yeah, I, I thought Nay. it. Nay. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So the. F- 
Yanni, please for crickets. Oh, please, crickets, crickets, crickets. Uh, okay, the floor drops and the floor drops, and they get down there, and then it's just a whole bunch of explaining. This is can, probably the most. Can I please say something here? Oh, no, of course, Ben. Oh, okay, Layton said no. Okay, sorry, not bad. Uh, please, Ben. Been um, this is probably the most cringe part of the entire movie when he says, yeah. "I've li- I've written this down. One hour thirty around that time. A bit cringe. How they say." We are human, and you can't beat us because we are arrogant and stupid. And then it's followed by, we are the human race, and we don't like being told what to do. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, oh. shut up, please. Yeah, it does that. get cringe, though. That it does dialogue get is shocking. Yeah. Like this, oh, I know they're drunk. They've had 12 points. Fair, fair. But no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. But what about yeah. when he says, um, he says, he asks him again, like, what happens to the people that... Uh, get drafted and um, Filch comes out of nowhere and he's just like I told you not to ask that and then I love <laughs> when they all good. they all That's look good. at him and they're all pissed by now they all look at him like Basil it's the perfect it's the perfect response like when you when you're pissed Basil yeah. <laughs> so um, what do you think of the ending boys I didn't hate it I didn't love it I, I think this is the most controversial part I didn't like it I didn't really like it at yeah. all TBH yeah, I think we didn't like it because it wasn't. You were pointing towards him finishing this thing, and he he didn't, and he <laughs> yeah. essentially told the aliens to fuck off, and they were like, "Yeah, all right." So they just did. Yeah. And then that was the one weird thing, and they just kind of left. But then after it, it was like they just turned into this dystopian future within the span of like a minute. That's what I mean. They built this world within the last three minutes, and it's like what, like. Yeah, really, I was just so confused. And like, obviously, the CGI isn't amazing because it's like the last bit of it. Like, it's all right, but like, you just look at some of it and you're like, oh, what is this? Yeah, it feels rushed. It feels very mm. rushed. What um, do you think of um, Gary's? Gary's like, he's. Do you think he's learned, or do you think he's still the no, same? He's still no, because he the wants same to thing. live the past, but so he, he had, forever lives. He does in. get water. <laughs> I I actually want to. Does get water? Not be jump in bro, and say it's not because this is a choice. <laughs> I think throughout this, the course of the movie, he does actually learn because um, there's a there's a part where he apologizes and it's the first time he's ever apologized and and said that something's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like. Look, I guess in that respect, yeah, he did learn, but I just think that um, overall, he's still the end of the movie ends with him still going through and doing the golden mile. Yeah, yeah, he's still do- he's still living in the past. Um, yeah, agree, agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been talking for some time. Yeah, yeah. So let's um, <laughs> let's give our final final reviews. I think final I'm reviews. sticking. I'm sticking at my four. I think sticking at the four. I'm gonna stick at my four too. I'm sticking at the uh the four and a half. Yeah, I'm sticking with the four and a half. I'll just, I'll, I'll, right. cool. I wrote so something down here just real quick and I just had this one last thing in the movie just one little input um, did anybody else get the massive feeling that kind of felt like you're watching Frodo and Sam do you know what I mean like Sam's sort of fat Andy's sort of fat uh, Frodo's really annoying and so is so is Gary King so that's what I can I, I just add it's uh, don't want to nerd out but it's it's Bilbo but that's all good Bilbo is in it but yeah Bilbo it's not Frodo Martin, it's Bilbo Martin Freeman no, no Frodo and no, I'm talking about like as in like the duo, like as in like the sort of partnership. He's talking about Frodo and Sam. like this, and yeah, Samwise Gamgee. Oh. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. Also, also the soundtrack. I don't know if you ever mentioned the soundtrack, but the soundtrack is 
is also sick. And and at the start, there's a soundtrack bit, and it's like kind of talking, and um, Gary says the exact oh, words from, her, to mention, yes. from the first song just um, when he's talking to the the robots at the end. What does he say? Hmm. We just want to get loaded or something like that. It's something. We yeah, free. it's like we just want to get. We just want to be. I've got it here actually. We just want to be free. We want to be free to do what we want to do, and we want to get loaded, and we want to have a good time, and that's what we are going to do. Yeah. And it's exactly what hap- what they say at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with my 4.5, definitely. Yeah. Um, All right, we're pretty, pretty unanimous. Um, so, I'll give you guys um, a minute again, and the game this week is that you have been invited or been asked by... Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright to actually do a fourth instalment of the Cornetto mm. Quaternity Trilogy. Well, it's oh, no, yeah, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. It must include Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It has to be somewhere in England, and oh. the genre is a horror slash romance. But Edgar Wright, okay. Edgar Wright style horror. So Can I like, just quickly how... ask: Does it have to be something like, like there was the cult, there was the zombies, and there was the alien? Does it have to be something where it like affects the whole world around them? Yes, because it's in this Cornetto trilogy, um, and you just have to give me a plot, and one other actor you have to include in this movie um, will be uh, Jason Statham. I was legit thinking of Jason Sam. Time starts uh, now. Um, and for the minute, I'm just going to tell you how my day was. Um, bit slow. Um, surf was absolutely pumping. Went and watched uh, some local surfers surf for a bit. It was pretty sick. They were scoring some gnarly waves, as we like to say here. Um, Went and got a couple couple cups of coffee, knocked that back down, um, prepared for the podcast. I'd give it a give it a seven and a half out of ten day. It wasn't bad. Got to see my see one of my best mates, Benny Watts. Um, as we were not breaking the two man uh, exercise rule whilst we're currently living in lockdown, um, so New South Wales police don't come for me. Um, and. We're coming up on about 15 seconds to go. Boys are wrapping up. Um, hopefully we got some good stories. Ben was the winner of last week's uh, game. Uh, we're going to try and make these games a little bit more interactive with uh, you guys soon as well. Uh, get some prizes going. Get you guys to send us some plots uh, that you guys come up with. And we're going to call that time now. Uh, Leighton. Do you want to start us off? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Anybody else want to go first? Or? No, I want you to go first, Leighton. Okay. Um, so, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, uh, they're they're newly newly couple, um, and they're struggling, um, and they, they're in need of a, a retreat, so they go to a uh, cabin in the woods, isolated, um, and one night they just... They decide they want to play a little game of Twister. Um, so they're playing Twister and they're, they're having a jolly old time. And then all of a sudden, Jason, Jason Statham breaks down the door. Um, and he says he's he's hiding from the Fast and the Furious crew. So this is a bit of a movie that 
ties in with the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, this is like a where were they um, when this was happening? And he's like, yeah, just just needed a place to hide. Um, and then he joins in and plays Twister with them, um, and they have a great time. And you, the whole time you think that um, there's going to be ghosts and stuff, but nothing really happens. Um, they they just have a great time, and they all they all uh, come out good. So yeah, that's the so that's, that's the movie. That's the end. Yeah, that's the end. So no horror aspects in the movie at all. There was horror aspects because like you're expecting it the whole time, but um, okay. the whole point is that nothing nothing really happens. Bit weak, but you, but you're in suspense the whole time. Mm. Ben, what's? Well, actually, 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 I'll get Yanni to go second. You went you went second last week, um, yep. and you won, okay. you won, so you get to go last this week. Uh, unfortunately, mine has kind of similar themes to Layton's. Okay, but you know, not not really. Okay, so. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are best friends. Mm. Obviously, you've got to keep the theme out of everything in here. Yes, I like And that. they live together, similar to Hot Fuzz. They've got dull jobs and dull lives and both have girlfriends. Jason Statham then breaks in. No, no character development whatsoever. He breaks in and they see he's trying to attack them because he's a vampire. Now, he bites Simon Pegg. Desperately. He's trying to survive and he does because then Simon Pegg is now a vampire. But funnily enough... Simon Pegg starts getting feelings for Nick Frost, but he can't tell Nick Frost this because it's weird. They've lived together this whole time, so he lashes out on his girlfriend, bites his girlfriend. Now his girlfriend is now a gay vampire who then cheats on Simon Pegg with the other girlfriend, right? But then they finally realise that they should be with their respective partners, so the two girls get together, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost get together, and then the movie ends with you finding out that Patient Zero was actually a teddy bear named Paddington. Whoa! <laughs> How dare you talk about Paddington? How <laughs> fucking do you? Oh. Yanni coming out <sighs> strong there. Um, oh. Well, you've, you've already beaten Leighton. Uh, so, <laughs> Ben, uh, this is a... You're going for gold here, mate. All right, look, lads, If I, I'm, I'm not as... I didn't get as much inspiration from this one, but I'll give it my best crack. All right. Horror romance. So, we've got uh, Time and Peg... His girlfriend, he's got a girlfriend. Nick Frost, they got a girlfriend. What are they doing in England? The Euros are on. What is it? Euros final. Okay, England oh. versus Italy. What's going on here? They're fucking pumped. These lads are absolutely pumped. It's night before. You know, they're all sitting in the room, they're having a few glasses and that. They hear a few murmurs outside. They look outside, explosion, massive explosion. They don't know what's going on. No idea. And then they hear over the sound system in this hotel. There's a sound system. Don't ask questions why. There's a sound system. Anyway, they hear. The hotel is getting locked down. All right, so they stay in there. You know, they're freaking out a little bit. And Simon, you know, he goes to check out what's going on. He sees this person in a wig running around. He's like, oh, what the hell? Goes to follow him. There's this door slightly open. Someone's murdered. They're freaking out. Oh, my God, what do we do? They don't know what to do. So they start thinking about ways how they can make it to the bottom and tell the reception. Try to make a phone call, line's cut off. Anyway, long story short, they're having this cat and mouse game with this person in the wig. Anyway, they get to the bottom floor, they look at the receptionist, turns around, who is it? Jason Statham, in the wig, and this is the killer. Oh. I don't know the ending, the ending's still open, still up for discussion. Probably let one of the uh, the viewers decide, but yeah, that's, that's all I can I, th- I think that the real horror aspect of that is England losing the finals. Mm. Look, that's why I had to do it before, because if I did it after, I w- I w- oh. I'd just cry. I'm almost I'm almost crying thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's coming home in the uh, World Cup, Benny. Don't you worry, mate. 
Um, look, I think, I think by absolute landslide, by a country mile, um, the Greek has won. Well, thanks. I had to come back from that horrible, horrible story last last week. Yeah. Yes, you did. Everyone gets a um, horrible story a week. We want to hear from you guys who you thought won, um, and soon we'll be, like I said, being a bit more interactive with it. We want to put the game out there for you guys as well. You've got a whole week until we upload the next podcast. We won't do it for this one, but we'll start it uh, to come up with a plot, including those characters. Uh, we'll pick a winner, and... Yeah, we'll, and we'll, and we'll read it, it out. And we'll, we'll announce it, it on the podcast. The next, and we'll read it out. We'll read it out. On the, the plot, what we think. Um, and yeah, just want to say thanks for tuning in this week as well. Um, think, all right, I think that ends up, that ends the podcast there. Yes. All right. Thanks, that guys. That was the good, the bad, and the average. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.